Recording this uh, with mixed emotions at the moment. Welcome to Ale of a Time. We've just gone back into lockdown here in Melbourne, and it's at the end of, or soon after, good beer week, I shall say. We had an incredible week in Melbourne for anyone that was here. We'll probably remember or, or uh, recall the, the joy and the hugs and just the amazing times uh, and the old friends that we all saw and, and celebrated and all the delicious beers we had. And now we're back in the dark period, the, the dark times of COVID lockdown. Uh, but while we were able to get out and about and see things, I was so fortunate to be invited along to sit down with Richard and Tracy from Bent Spoke. And they've just released a beer, or their Gab's beer, I should say, was uh, in collaboration with an artist named Patricia Piccinini. For those that are unfamiliar with Patricia's work, uh, she is the artist behind the Sky Whale and now Sky Whale Papa in Canberra. And you may have seen bits and pieces of her work around the around Australia, or if you've been in Australian art galleries or even international art galleries, you might have encountered her work. Uh, I'll let you Google it and, and find find out for yourself how it all looks because uh, I I don't probably couldn't do it justice describing it. It was so uh, so just honoured to be invited to to sit down and chat with them because I've been a, an admirer of her her art for a while now and. My partner Emma is a huge fan. When I told her that I was going along to check it out, she was uh, just just in awe and was super excited that I'd, you know, be chatting to someone that she's admired for a long time. Uh, we got a tour of the studio after we recorded as well, and that was an absolute honour. Uh, just really cool to to sit down and and meet someone like that, and then then check out all the all the incredible and creepy things going on in the studio. Uh, this conversation, we, we were bound for time and everyone involved was probably pretty tired. Uh, it was Wednesday, Thursday during Good Beer Week, I think it was. And yeah, Thursday. And uh, Patricia was bumping into a huge exhibition and obviously Good Beer Week takes its toll on brewers and the people that work for Good Beer Week. Uh, so it was a little bit subdued and... Uh, you know, with three people that we could, I could talk to any one of them for hours about um, their specific niche and, and what they do in the world of beer or art. Uh, the fact that we had a really short time, you know, I, I really wish, um, or I really hope we can do this again sometime. Uh, and I think we, we covered some really cool topics. And uh, yeah, just thanks to everyone for that was involved. Uh, if you're listening to this in Melbourne and you're still in lockdown, uh, I don't know, give us, shoot me an email, look at aleofatime.com. Uh, if you need anything, yeah, always, always happy to chat. Uh, no Dave on this one. We've got a live catfish recording that we also recorded on during Good Beer Week. Uh, that was a really good one with Adam from Garage Project. That'll be out soon as well. Um, getting out the dribs and drabs of the patron beers. Uh, if, uh, you haven't talked to me about them yet and you need, you need a patron beer, just let me know. Uh, for people that I have talked to, I'm hoping to start posting the last of them out this weekend. Uh, could be a week completely wiped me out in terms of time and all that. Uh, I think that's that's about it from me. Uh, yeah, stay safe, everyone. Oh, I should say uh, we join the conversation as Patricia is talking, uh, and then you're going to hear from Tracy and then Richard in that order. Uh, I I introduced everyone, but that that was a little bit muffled on the recording, so. Uh, you you should be able to pick them up by contextual clues, and obviously you know my voice. Thank you.
Big week. It's beer week. And it's installation week for me. So it's it's an exciting time. Uh, I want to talk about installation uh, a little bit. But before we do, uh, I guess why, why are we here? As I saw this uh, beer come up on your social media for Bent Spoke. Uh, saw the Sky Whale. Saw the kind of the, the meeting of art and beer, which is always interesting to me. Um, I don't. I probably wouldn't associate your brand with art, just because it's you know cycling focused in terms of there's a cog and uh, so seeing that kind of come up, I, I thought I need to know more about that. Um, so I guess the big question is how did this come about? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Um our business partner was um, at an art gallery and bumped into Patricia um, and then started talking about our cans and how we had Sky Whale on our crankshaft can. And then I think a couple of weeks after that, I got an email from Patricia asking whether we'd like to collaborate on our upcoming release of um, Sky Whale Papa. And um, that kind of blew me away because I hadn't heard the story about um, Phil and Patricia chatting before, so I was like, "Wow, I love I love Skywell, and it's become kind of a, a cultural icon in Canberra. It's a real um, everyone loves it." So I was just like, "Sure, like what an amazing opportunity to um, collaborate with someone who's actually created that." And um, so that's how we came about. Um, so Phil, the, the business partner. Yep. Yep. Um, what is Skywell Papa? Skywall Papa is part of an art project called Every Heart Sings. It's the second balloon and it's the companion balloon to Skywell. And Skywell is about the wonder of nature and Skywall Papa is about care. So they're the values in the work. Um, but they're, they're really um, these giant chimeras, which are animals that are made of different animals so they're kind of whale-like human-like um uh turtle-like and they they live in the air and they're hot air balloons (laughs) that's what they really are (laughs) yeah but they tell this narrative um around how we care for nature and that um care for each other and and uh just how lucky we are to be around to witness all of it and to be part of evolution and just to be here because that's what balloons are about they're about awe like when you see a balloon in the sky it's like oh wow it's a great day and it has to be a great day because the weather has to be good for them to come out but also they're just so big and extraordinary and they're just awe-inspiring and that's sort of a very positive thing yeah and it's a very public work and so for me, the joy in making a work like this is that it enables me to reach out to other people like Tracy and Richard and say, hey, can we do something together? Because I've got the perfect excuse. <laughs> you know, I can say, there's a big thing. Can we do something that brings our ideas together? Your ideas about what you're doing in the world and what I'm doing in the world and what can we create together? Um, and, um, you know, what better companion to Skywell Papa um, than a companion beer, the Skywell Ale. Yep. <laughs> like you just had to make <laughs> a beer because you just, I just wanted to make a Skywell Ale. <laughs> like, um, and so 
and it was really great because I contacted Tracy and Richard and I said, Tracy, these are this is what the work is about. And she just went off and made this beautiful and marvellous brew. It's like so fantastic. Um, and it's all her creation. It's all her um, creative uh, input. She's made her thing. Um, and we, But we come together um, alongside and create culture. We bring our cultures together. So the beer is for Gabs. Is that the right one? Uh, yep. Yep. This is our Gab's beer, but yep. um, obviously it came about to launch at our Enlightened Festival down in Canberra when um, Skywell and Skywell Papa were um, going to launch. But it it was a, um, a joining of minds, I guess. Patricia took me into the gallery to um, see an exhibition and so I got to learn more about what she does on a day-to-day basis and we took her for a um, tour around the brewery to see how that works and... Yeah. There were some ideas floated around about what flavours, what type of beer, you know, referencing the sky and um, maybe what sky whale would eat <laughs> in terms of the cloudberry. So, um, yeah, it was a little bit of a collaboration in thoughts. And she's come up with this beautiful drink that has got these hints of berries, but it's not sweet. I don't know how you did that. <laughs> like, I just, like, it's just amazing. It's kind of like the sky, like it's kind of strange. But it's really appealing too. Like it's got those things. It embodies those two different things together. And that's what's marvellous about this beer. It's got these different aspects to it. So what, uh, I guess for the, the beer fans, which is the majority of the podcast, what is the, the style and and what are cloudberries? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a hazy pale ale, um, kind of referencing the clouds in the skies, I guess. Um Cloudberry is a berry from um, Europe. It's quite strange-looking orange, kind of bulbous thing. Um, so we've got some concentrate um, from the States because obviously you couldn't buy fresh berries here. But, um, yeah, it imparts a very strange uh, – not strange um, – complex <laughs> flavour. Um, yeah, it's, it's quite candy-like, quite sweet, but um, at the same time it's got that tart tinge mm. to it as well. Um, we married it with um, some strata and eucanut, so it's got that nice berry and um, tropical flavour in the in the hops as well. Yeah, sounds good. Um, did you like beer, or do you like beer, Patricia? Um, you can absolutely say no as well. Well, <laughs> actually, I'm not an expert in it, so that's why it's really great to be with Tracy and Richard because they are, um, and. So I, I do I do I like the Skywell ale, but I'm not a drinker. Um, so yeah, that's a bit of a failing. <laughs> I think that's a failing. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's sort of yeah, there's sort of um, health reasons for that. Yeah. 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 Um, so I guess from concept to brewing, how long has this sort of been happening? Uh, since the end of or beginning of March, um, yeah. So we've done three batches now. Um, so a beer that we thought maybe quite limited has actually stretched on quite a lot because we had quite a high demand. And um, then obviously with Gabs, we decided to um, put it in as our festival beer. Uh, and there's also artwork on the Barley Griffin labels in front of me. Uh, of the Skywell and Skywell Papa. 
Is that a permanent change? I think that <clears throat> the thing there is um, we did sort of a, uh, we made this, or Tracy made this beautiful beer and it was going to be hard to take that beer itself outside of Canberra initially. Um, um, so we thought, how can we, how can we um, uh, take it a bit further? So doing a sort of a packaging takeover, I guess, um, and sort of working with Patricia to make sure that we showcased everything Skywell, but we could still have the Bali Griffin as, um, you know, in the packaging as well. Um, what I'd like to do is try and get the Skywell into packaging and, and <laughs> Skywell Ale, sorry, into packaging and take that um, further. I think um, there's obviously, it's obviously been a real successful beer for us, so I can see that it could work really well in, as a packaged beer. What would the label look like? <laughs> Well, that's, <laughs> we, I don't think we've even uh, had a real discussion about that. Um, but um, we've got a new packaging line going in later this year, which is going to allow us a lot more flexibility in packaging formats and, and being able to do you know smaller runs as well. Um, so once we get that in, um, we'll start sitting around a table or sitting in a gallery and working out um, you know how that might look and what we can do. Mm. What would you like the label to look like if you could label a beer from scratch? Oh, um, I haven't thought about it. Um, but what's been really fantastic is that um, this Every Heart Sings project, which is the Sky Wales, is a very it's a it's a proud Canberra project. Like they will, the Sky Wales were born in Canberra, and they've come to be a, um, really loved by Canberrans. And Ben Spoke are the same. Like people are really proud of Ben Spoke, and they're from Canberra. And and this is the real source of pride. And that's that's joyful. And to come to come together with them is just it's just great because it's you know we can um, to and also have these images in in um, in fridges all around Australia and saying, hey, look, look at, we, we come from this place and this place is full of creativity. Canberra is full of, not just politicians, <laughs> but it's full of creativity and full of ideas and full of culture. It's a really great thing t to see mm. and to be part of and to have it in just ordinary places like, like Safeways fridges. <laughs> you know, so it's a great, great thing to to hear i think just sort of speaking to that uh I don't know, accessibility of art is kind of a, a conversation or something i you know public art i, I love seeing it out there and, and skywell mm. is a incredible example of that yeah um i guess as an artist sort of getting your art out to the world outside of galleries is mm. that kind of something that you're really passionate about or do you, you think needs more of or oh yes and especially as i get older and um I understand um, that art is not just about your clique or your your little community in in um, Collingwood or Fitzroy where we are, um, but um, the ideas are what's really important uh, as well. A and the community can be bigger; it can it doesn't have it can be beyond your small little group. Um, and in fact, that sort of feels a little bit elitist as well. <laughs> so. To be doing something that everyone likes, um, like beer. Most people like beer. Um, more people like beer than they like art, that's for sure. 
know if that's true. Well, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice thing to say, Patricia, but I'm not sure that that's... Uh... Well, it feels like that sometimes. Um, I don't mean to be defensive, but... Um, and just, just go, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to go where the people are. I'm just going to be, you know, I'm just going to... Because we're all in this together. Mm. You know, we're all interested in these ideas together. So, yeah, it's great um, to be part of the, the greater world outside of this quite small art world. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I guess people know Richard reasonably well. We've had you on the podcast before. Um, but Tracy's probably new to a lot of people. Can you give us a little bit of a summary of, of how you fit into the event spoke world? Uh, yeah, so Rich and I met 20 odd years ago when he was, or I was working at the Wigan Pen back in those days. Um, and I was studying hospitality. I left that for a while. I got a bit disillusioned with the whole industry for a bit. Um, and then I worked as a landscape gardener. So um, when we got the opportunity to start Bent Spoke, we both quit our jobs and um, basically built Bent Spoke from, or the brew pub from the ground up. So I think I've done pretty much everything in the business. <laughs> Yeah, I've got this great photo of Tracy on our first night um, with a you know pretty decent queue outside of people waiting to get in, but Tracy was on the door. You know, she was the security for the night. So. <laughs> yeah, so I work behind the bar and in the kitchen and help Rich, you know, mash in and grind grain and clean stuff. And then um, I always liked hearing him talk about um, what it was like making beer and seeing the looks on people's faces when you create something and um, then I slowly kind of moved my way into the brewery a bit more and um, been doing it for three years now. Yeah, so it's fun. It's, I guess it's, you know, the kind of buzz you get from having an exhibition and, you know, people coming in and seeing the looks on their faces. It's a really great thing to be able to make something or produce something and then um, yeah, be able to talk about what you do and see people's reactions. Mm. Yeah. So brew pub beers are all your your world. Is that accurate? Um, yeah, I don't come up with all the recipes all the time, but um, every beer that's or pretty much um, every beer that's um, produced in the brew pub sold there. Um, we still make barley and crankshaft and all of our regulars. So oh, great. Yeah. Um, I don't know where this is going. I'm going to start saying it anyway, but. I kind of like the idea of we know that beer can be really polarizing, particularly in the you know some of the bitter stuff that that people come in and they want what they think of as you know they want a lager and then they get a IPA and there's a lot of negative reactions I think sometimes within brew pubs yeah. um, as much as there are positive and sort of thinking about your art we spoke about it just before we started and you know for people that aren't familiar it is the intersection of Oh, you could probably say it better. You probably said it a lot better than I did. Um, but, you know, it's not going to be to everyone's taste. There's a, you know, there's a confrontingness to a lot of it. Um, and there's a question, I guess, for anyone. How much do you see the negative reactions and do you accept them? Do you enjoy them? Does it make you a little bit upset or... Patricia, do you, do you stand and watch people look at your art? Um, well, actually, when the Sky Wars was first launched, there was a little bit of a... Uh, response against her 
um, people thought, oh, it's so much money being wasted on art and <laughs> just stuff like that. It was political football, really, like what a waste. We should be building hospitals. Um, but since then, people have, I think people have really changed their minds mm. because um, they can see the good that um, the ideas that this work embodies um, has had on it and what they, what they can bring to a community. And it's not just the artwork, but how the work operates in the society and that it, it brings a people together because they have a form, sense of identity and collectiveness and a sense that you know we're building our culture. Um, so I, I think when you introduce something new, there's always a slight kind of um, resistance. But I, I have to say, I've I feel uh, I feel I've been the work has been really loved. Skywell Pup has been really embraced, just like the Skywell Ale. I'm just really I'm really I'm happy that it's been so well received. Um, it just yeah, it fills my heart with joy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really does. Actually, I'm not being cynical. Actually, yeah, yeah. mean it. Um, just to be part of what they've done, um, Richard and Tracy. It's just like wow. It's great. Uh, so it was top ten people's choice from Sydney Gabs. Uh, Melbourne Gabs is about to get underway. Uh, hopefully, it carries through. Um, what about you guys? What about when people react negatively to a beer in the brew pub? Does, do you see that? Do you pay attention to that? Um, of course, you're always critical of what you produce, and obviously, if you know that the, it's a beer that has no faults then, you know, it's all people's tastes. You can't, you know, help what people like and what they don't like. And, mm. of course, if you make a Sky Whale Ale or a, you know, double chocolate twisty, you know, <laughs> berry stout, you know, it's not going to appeal to everyone. So um, <laughs> you you create beers that maybe target, you know, a whole range of people. Like we like to think that people coming to the pub, they may not necessarily like beer but we can find something that they will enjoy or could have one of or mm. you know might like several they mm. might say they like pale ales and end up drinking ipas all night because they haven't had one that they they particularly like so yeah it's pretty easy to kind of um find a, a range for people to to sit in if they if they enjoy beer mm. I mean, we are Ben Spike, so we try and do things a little bit differently. So I think a lot of our beers in the brew pub do push the flavour boundaries for people, and we obviously have our core range beers or, or beers that we have available all the time that are, I guess, less bent. Um, so they're a bit more approachable and a bit more closer to sort of what else is out there in the industry. But beers like Skywell that we, we have on tap obviously are going to get great um, facial expressions from people, and I think basically... When you see people tasting beers and really being, you know, putting out those facial expressions, that's like everyone's won then because people are experiencing something they've never experienced. Whether they actually like it or, or not or whether they order another one or not, the fact that they've um, pushed their, you know, taste buds to the limits, I think. Mm. And that's what, you know, that's one way to, to sort of, I guess, grow our industry is to really challenge people to um, try and taste new beers and not accept what they maybe have always sort of um you know had it's one of my favorite things if i'm doing tastings is not finding out who likes the beer but who doesn't like the beer because generally they have the most 
thoughtful answers. If you like a beer, you go, oh, I just like the flavour. If you don't like a beer, they will say, oh, it smells like blue cheese. And, you know, for us in the industry, we go, ah, that's interesting. Let's talk about what that is. Um, yeah, it's for me, the, the, the kind of the reaction, really positive or negative, is, is the interesting. And same with art. You know, I, I love going through art galleries and I don't know anything about art. I just love looking at the, the things and whether I dislike it or like it, I've experienced something. Um, and I think that's all part of the, yeah, that's all part of the fun for me. Um, you're working on a, a big exhibition at the moment, Patricia. That's right. It's going to open next week. <laughs> uh, so thank you for taking the time because I understand oh. it's a lot of work. Can you tell us what's happening? Um, it's part of the Rising Festival and it's in this fantastic site called uh, at Flinders Street Station. It's the third floor of the station, which has been abandoned for 35 years. Um, when we entered it, it didn't even have power, electricity. It doesn't have heating. It's got a lot of dust in there. <laughs> and we can't touch any of the walls because it's all um, uh, uh, heritage. Um, but we're installing an 11-room uh, exhibition, which is long, it's as long as the platform. Mm. It's huge. And the ballroom is just very uh, beautiful space. It's incredibly majestic and uh, steeped in history. Yeah, and that all has to be done by Tuesday. Mm. So we're currently <laughs> Thursday. Yeah. And you're just starting? Oh, no, no. We've been, been doing this for weeks. Yeah, okay. yeah but now it's crunch time. Mm. Yeah. How's your stress levels? Um, pretty high, but <laughs> what... What will it's all worth it? <laughs> it's all really worth it because um, it's it's it is going to be an amazing experience. Just being in the place is amazing. Mm. Just the sight beyond my work, just the actual sight mm. is, is love. It's incredible. Yeah, that's running. Did I hear you say that's running till January? Yeah, awesome. So yeah. people, I can I can be a bit lazy and get this out a little bit later. Yes, and people will have time to still see it. Yes. Um, what the people might not be familiar with your work what would what are they expecting when they walk in or do they have to just go and find out oh um well uh a lot of different experiences so that as you walk in there's a big diorama so that's an um an artificial built space that depicts a natural space like you see in museums of natural history Mm. um and beyond that there's a whole bunch of sculptures and beyond that there's a short film and then on the other side, there are more installations. In, and in the ballroom, there's just like this huge explosion of, of glamour and glass and music. Um, so it, th- there's a lot of experiences in it. Yeah. How much do you go into a space and have an idea immediately? Or is it stuff you've wanted to put somewhere and never found the right space? Or does that influence anything? Um yeah, it does. The, especially the ballroom. It's such a specific space. It's huge vaulted ceilings. Um, it it's very grand. So I couldn't just put in a you know a small thing on the gr- on the floor. Mm. You know, it had it had to be something that has neon lights and and reflective surfaces and um, huge amounts of reflective glass. Um, colourful glass. It, it has to be glamorous. It has to have a diva in it. it ha- so, you yeah, know, it's a big response to the work. It ha- you, you have to walk in there and feel like you're falling in love. You know, that you're in a movie. That That's what it has to feel like. Um, that kind of, I don't know, it, 
it almost reminds me of making a Gabs beer. I imagine you're designing a beer for the space, and it is glamorous at times. There's a diva always at at um, Gabs and the former beer diva who does a lot of the classes. Um, there seem to be parallels there. Making a Gabs beer, you're fighting for attention with a hundred other brewers. Do you? How do you do it? What's your approach to it? Yeah, look, I mean, we we look at different flavors and um, and try and work out, you know, what can go together. I mean, we've made some real interesting Gabs beers over the years. One that comes to mind is um, beer we did called Joe Carb, um, and it was a beer that literally tasted like blue cheese. It was designed that way, very polarizing. Wouldn't have made the top ten, that's for sure. But um, that beer was then actually aged in barrels and came back out as Here We Joe again, and suddenly it's just everyone's cup of tea yeah. so um do you think the flavor had changed or the people had changed um the flavor definitely changed there was still a bit of that blue cheese but it certainly sort of barrel aged um and those flavors had really um really changed into you know sort of different different characters um and i think it brought it all together um whereas maybe the original one didn't um but the Skywale was a, a beer that was pretty obvious that it was such a different beer um with the real jelly snake sort of aroma to it um the lolly sort of candy character mm. um and just the great appearance of it and just the um and i guess the you know direct connection to skywell and skywell papa um was just a it was real easy for us to go well this is what we're doing this year mm. i mean at the end of the day beer is fermented art so <laughs> um, is that something you just came up with? Or you... No, it isn't something I just came up with. It's, uh, I've seen it around a little bit before, but yeah. it, it sort of ties in perfectly with this sort of conversation. Absolutely. And I, you know, there is that people say beer is equal parts art and science. And uh, I think art's probably equal parts art and science. Um, yeah. You know, there is, you know, there is a, a wonderful tie in. And um, I think as a consumer and, and someone that loves beer and art, going into bottle shops now and seeing just labels that are thoughtful and designed by artists mm. um, from, you know, all sorts. It's, um, yeah, it's great. It's really exciting. Um, so I don't think we've spoken since the Gabs Hollis 100 where you guys won. Uh, congratulations on, on being the best beer in Australia. Thank you. As voted by the people. Uh, we spoke on your, your live thing, but not on ours. Um, how, how was all that? How are you guys, are you still happy, like stoked, amazed that you're the best beer in Australia? Oh, yeah, I know. We're really humbled to um, to have our beer um, sort of voted in the, as a, you know, I guess most popular craft beer in Australia. Um, and I think it really comes down to the connection we have with our local community in Canberra. It's um, our local supporters really get behind um, get behind us and, and really supported us through that. Um I actually don't think we would have probably got too many votes outside of Canberra, maybe a few here and there, but probably not that many. So people say, oh, yeah, you did well because you've got really good distribution. Not sure that comes into it as much as having a real passionate, loyal, local following. Mm. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, it is a popularity contest, but you've got to be good at something to be popular. So Pe- um, People aren't going to vote if they don't like it. <laughs> that's right. So, yeah, look, we're pretty humble by it. I think it's... um. It's a it's one of the barometers in our industry to sort of talk about you know who's doing things well, um, and uh, there's numerous discussions obviously going around on the value of the hottest 100. But um, I think it's still something that's relevant. Um, it's easy, I guess, for me to say that. But but we we started out um, 
when we first opened our brew pub, we were in the top 100 just as a beer that was available in the brew pub only. So mm. um, I think when you take that into account, it sort of, you know, says a bit of a story there. Mm. Um, now, I notice we're being wrapped up for time. Patricia, you need to rush off. Uh, there's probably 100 little threads of conversation I'd love to pick on, pick up on, and uh, hopefully we can do it again sometime. Um, just quickly before we wrap up, uh, we've launched a new podcast uh, under the Ale of a Time banner called Crack the Ceiling. Uh, tune in. It's my friends Tin, uh, Liff and, sorry, Tiff and Linz talking about, uh, I guess, women and queer issues in beer. Uh, and it's really cool. The first couple of episodes have been excellent. So tune in to Crack the Ceiling podcast in your podcast apps. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining me today. Uh, absolute pleasure to be sitting here. And good luck with the rest of Good Beer Week to Tracy and Richard. And, and good luck for your massive project, Patricia. Uh, and uh, I really can't wait to go see it and to go drink Skywell this weekend. So what an exciting time. Thanks, everyone. Thank Thanks you. very much, Luke. And it's good to see um, you know people like yourself really putting a lot of time and effort into uh, promoting really good craft beer. Thank you. Cheers.